0: Welcome to the Creating a Stronger Faith and Family Podcast, hosted by myself, Jenny Hunter, an Advanced Certified Faith and Family Life Coach. This podcast is dedicated to helping you strengthen your faith and family relationships through practical tips and advice, inspiring stories, and engaging conversations. After working with hundreds of families, I bring my expertise and personal development and my deep faith to each episode, providing insights and strategies that you can apply to your own life. Whether you're a parent struggling to raising your children, a spouse looking to deepen your relationship, or someone seeking to connect with God on a deeper level, this podcast is for you. So if you're ready to take your faith and family relationships to the next level, join me for creating a stronger faith and family hello my friends how are you i hope you are fabulous um it is april and isn't it beautiful and i am finally seeing all my friends out west the snow has stopped you're seeing flowers i'm so excited we just celebrated easter and we had so many of our nieces and nephews over and some of my kids came home so it was a good day i hope it was a great day for you and celebrating um you know the to me, the best day of the whole year, right? Celebrating the hope and the love that we have for um, families and the ability that we have to be with our families again, because of our savior. And, you know, you might've noticed that there's a little bit of rebranding going on with the Jenny Hunter podcast. And don't worry, I am still coaching all LGBTQ people. I love them. And I think um, that. It's such a passion and such a privilege to create that space but what i have gotten is so many people who come to me that say i'm i don't have an lgbtq child um would you still coach me and i am happy to coach everybody like you know my passion is to help every family thrive and so i just rebrand a little bit to really my passion is to help your faith and your family thrive whether you have an LGBTQ child or not, I help I help all families. And so when I looked at my client base, I was noticing more and more families were coming to me that didn't have LGBTQ children. And really the tools I teach you for LGBTQ children are so applicable to all families. And so I needed to rebrand and just to a little bit of a broader space. And so now this podcast is called How to Build a Stronger Faith and Family, right? And which is same tools I'm going to be teaching you, going to be talking about, but all families can apply it to, to what they need. And to kick off the kind of rebranding is today is my mother's birthday. Now my mother is no longer with us. She died about seven years ago and she would have been almost 80, um, 89 this year almost. She would, she'd be 89 today. And I had a very blessed mother. Like um, I was blessed with a very goodly mother. And to give you a little bit of background as my mom um, was, she grew up in Salt Lake City and she grew up very poor because her father was hurt at work. And so he had strokes. And so her mother in a time where really most women didn't work, they, she took care of her father and they just were very poor, humble circumstances. And she went on to have 10 children with my father and create from a very ordinary woman, she created extraordinary legacy of this family. And where she has all 10 of her children still have made covenants with Christ and honor that. And we adore each other still. And we still feed into each other's lives. And our, we really treat our family as our greatest um, gift that she gave us, and both her and my father and what they created. And as I raised my family and helped other families, I really realized that the culture that they created in our home was unique, and it was special. And I think um, they just had the skills that I think Heavenly Father knew he was going to give them 10 children. And so he gave them the skills and the gifts to create this home for us. And so to honor kind of the rebranding of creating stronger families in faith, there was no better example than my dear mother. And I got to, I was, um, privileged to be at her bedside the last hours. We didn't know they were her last hours and we talked through the entire night and, um, it was just a gift for me. Cause I actually, you know, she was in Atlanta and I moved to Florida and you know, one of my sisters says, I think you got that gift because it was so hard for her that you left. I was, you know, left, um, one of the only other daughter that left. Right. And so it was hard for her to, for have me raise my family, not around her. And we talked the entire night and she shared with me just how much joy she had in her life and living and how much she loved being, um, a mother and how much she loved her faith. And so to honor her birthday, I asked all 10 of her children to give me the one thing that stood out to them as raising their children, um, as being raised by my mom, right. The, the wisdom of my mom. And, um, so I'm going to share with y'all 10, because I think all these, um, are great wisdom that you can apply to your life and they have served as well. And I think they would serve you well as a parent and as a son or daughter of god is increasing your faith and making a stronger family so the first one is get as much education as possible um you know she had nine daughters and she did not finish her education and she did not want that and she felt that a little limiting for herself and she did not want us to have that same limitation and so she wanted all of us to get as much education as possible and encouraged us constantly in fact all 10 of us graduate from college and her last with the baby, just graduated a couple of years ago, actually, after she passed, but all of us graduated and most of us got masters and, um, and education. When I say that she encouraged us, she loved us going to other cultures, traveling, learning, like not just in the secular of, um, the degrees, but also like learn, learn, learn. And she was a learner until the day she died. She would always be telling me what was happening in the news or this latest, uh, product or, you know, this latest, um, Theory. And I loved how much she taught me that educating my mind and using that as a resource. So get as much education as possible. The second thing that one of my siblings told me is sometimes you just need a good cry. She was ahead of her time in understanding how emotions work, where you, it is not healthy to suppress our emotions, right? And she really taught us, like, just it's okay to cry let yourself cry. And just, you know, we'd come home from school and had a bad day. And she's like, do you just, do you need a good cry? And she really, I remember one time my sister had a fire in her home and she said to Stacy, just go and cry, like let it all out. And so it was really amazing to have a mom who didn't let our negative emotion make, be a problem, but really like said, it's, it's normal to sometimes need a good cry. And that was really helpful as we were being raised. And sometimes you just need a good cry. It's very cathartic, right? Um, The third one is the importance of personal scripture study. You know, my mom, she um, fought some depression in her life. And um, she probably, I would say, had some challenges of understanding really how amazing she was. And this changed for her when she started Becoming a scholar in the Scriptures, and she taught all of her children the strength in personal Scripture study. And she tells a time where she was really struggling, and she would read the Holokin romances like to escape. I'm sure it was in the midst of raising us ten children, right? And um, she needed escape, and she just found like, even though those were entertaining, but they weren't filling her, and they weren't making her helping her in her life. And she said, so she started reading the Scriptures. And this changed her life. And she was in fact, most of um, a seminary, which is like a Bible study for teenagers. She was most of our Bible study where we'd go in the morning before school. And she would had a personal relationship with her savior because of her dedication of reading the scriptures and becoming an expert scripture, like any scripture story she could talk about and share. And she did that mainly from a place of need and a place of understanding like the difference between um, using our time with things that don't fill us up to creating that time to when you use your personal time to creating um, a place that is strength. And she really did gain such strength from reading the scriptures, becoming a scholar and sharing them with her family. The fourth one is, and I love this one, my brother gave, the one boy gave us this. He goes, if it doesn't have eternal consequences, don't worry about it. And um, I think this is such a valuable thing. When we like think about whatever is problem is laboring on you right now. Um and ask yourself, does it have eternal consequences? Does it is it going to matter in five years, in 10 years, in a hundred years? And if not, maybe you need to lighten your thoughts around it. You know, um she had a lot of stress, right? Raising 10 children, her and my dad, um, and all we were I wouldn't say the easiest children and she really, really kept that in perspective and helping us guide us and helping us through our problems and, you know, helping us not take things too seriously, but also like the things that were eternal consequences, like family relationships and, um, education, right. And your faith, those are the things that she stressed that we should prioritize. And so it helped us prioritize our, our problems as it came in. All right. The fifth one is no limitations. You could do anything. You could be anything. And my sister, Terry, gave me this one. And I totally agree. Like, we all have memories of Saturday nights, her putting pink curls in our hair. Remember the pink scrunchy curls, right? And we watching the Miss America or Miss Universe pageant. And she always saying, oh. Any of you girls could be up there. All of you girls are as beautiful and as talented as these girls. And she just loved to delight in seeing like the possibility of us. And like, of course, none of us felt that way. And to have a mother who saw is in that in that way and um saws where I really think um saws in the way that like God saws that she was able to give us a vision of ourselves that we couldn't get at 12, 13, 14, right? Those awkward years or even probably 32. I remember when I became a young mother and her vision of me as a mother was very different from I was feeling. And I, you know, we—I would put limitations on myself, and my mom would help clear those limitations. Would be like, absolutely, you could do anything. I mean, the faith she had in me really reminds me of the faith that I think our heavenly parents have in us. And she really aligned herself of seeing each of her children in that way and understanding and seeing us as, as this great, um, greater than we felt, right? And that goes into my next one, which is mine that I chose is as a mom you can do your job, your number one job is to help your child see who they really are. And when I say that, you can see how she did that for me. Like she said, once Jenny, you give a vision of your children of who they really are in this world, and really understand their identity as that son or daughter of God, then your job's going to be a lot easier. And so really understanding like the importance of seeing your children as these d- divine, amazing spiritual creatures and not viewing them as the limitations or their stupid decisions they're making today. She says, once you really give that to your children and they could see their identity as Heavenly Father and our Heavenly Mother sees them, then they're gonna. It's gonna be a lot easier to raise those children. And I was always really grateful, and you could see how she did that to us. And so I constantly try to parent from that place of my job is helping them remember their divinity, helping remembering who they were became before they came here, and uh, not to judge them at this moment if they're doing something stupid or they're um, made a mistake, right? But to really help see who their identity is. Um, the next one is faithfully serve where God calls you. You know, she had many callings in our church and she um and she was called as a mother. And she was always like, wherever he plants you, what wherever in the vineyard he plants you, do your best. She and she did that. She was an amazing primary teacher, she was an amazing seminary teacher, she was amazing, really sighty present. She taught us that to serve fully in whatever calling that. God calls you to. And she was like, amazing visiting teacher, like to go minister to other people. Um, She just taught us really by her deeds and not by her words. And as watching her love and minister on other people, and no matter where God's put her, really gave a legacy where you would see all of my sisters and my brother, wherever they serve in the kingdom, they serve they always amaze me how they're magnifying their calling, where God gives God serves them, and they give a lot of joy from it, and it and it grows them personally. And so I think that is such a um, beautiful lesson that she gave us that we didn't even understand just watching her, and my father, how they serve in their callings. All right, the seventh one um, is things that drive you crazy in your kids today will be the strengths when they are older. <laughs> My sister, Cindy gave me this one. And I love that one. Cause she used to say like, don't beat out of your children. The thing that is driving you crazy because that is what heavenly father gave them to survive in this world. And it's going to be really hard to raise and it's going to be hard to parent, but this is what they are going to need. And so I want you to think about your children, like the things that feel overwhelming or feel like really hard. They, that probably is their strength. And, um, remember our strengths, our weaknesses are our strengths overused. And so when you view it as a weakness, I want you to see any weaknesses that you're thinking about your children, like if they're stubborn or lazy or, or manipulative, right, there's probably a strength there that you could find too, that's going to serve them. And that thought of like, okay, this is driving me crazy as a parent, this child having this, but why just asking myself that question, why do they have this? Why did God give them this trait or this gift? How would this serve them? When I ask myself that question, it helps me see it in a different lens. So I'm not so fearful about it. And I'm really understanding and I'm seeing the good about it too. And so um, just remember things that drive you crazy in your kids today will be their strengths and is what God gave them to survive this life. All right. Um, your, sorry, that was your eighth one. Your ninth one is um, your best friend should be your family. And, you know, my parents were really smart. And when we were um, young, they would used to tell us that we were sisters and brother or we had our brothers and sisters because these were the people that we were such good friends, best friends in the pre-mortal existence, that this is why um, we were able to be siblings together. And so we looked at each other that way. And in fact, the only time I really remember getting majorly in trouble was, um, When I would dish on my sisters or my brother in public, when I wasn't loyal to them, when I put other relationships above that growing up. And so, you know, of course, you know, we were nine girls. My brother was the oldest, and nine girls, 18 months apart, most of us. So there was definitely fighting. And so they had to manage the dormitory of the girls a lot and drone into us your best friend should be your family. And that was the culture we were raised in. And we still this day, my sisters are my best friend and my brother is my best friend. Like they still um, bring so much joy to me. And in fact, my next podcast and next month and lift it together, we are going to focus on sibling relationships because we get asked a lot. Um, like, how do you guys do it? How are you so close? Cause there's 10 of us, we don't all live together. Um, and I'm going to, we're going to dive into these sibling relationships. Cause when you think about your sibling relationships, these are, your longest relationships in this, in this life, they're longer than your spouse, they're longer than your children. And I really understand and know the beauty that they add into my life and into my children's life, because of the culture and how my parents raised me and, and raised all of us, you know, and we are, um, I don't think it was I working with so many families, I've learned that siblings don't always come easy as I thought they did. And things that I took as easy, it wasn't just because like, we all have easy personalities. In fact, if you know, all 10 of us, we don't have easy personalities, but because it was the lessons and the modeling and the patterns and the skills that my parents helped us through conflict that helped us be best friends today. And so they realized it didn't come easy and it takes work and intent. And we're going to talk about that work and intent um, in my next podcast and then lift it together next month. So if you want to work on some sibling relationships, come join me in there because we're going to go deep and I'm going to be coaching on it and doing all those things. All right. The last wisdom, she gave us lots of wisdom, but the last one I'm going to share with you is everything that happens in your life has a reason. She really had this lens on all of it, the good and the bad. In your life the hard and the easy where she did not get caught up whatever circumstance came their way um and came our way where she did not overreact and she did not treat it like a problem when things went differently than how we perceived the plan to be it did not stop her she really really believed that god was five steps ahead of us and you know that's one of my favorite thoughts and i say that a lot and i realized that i got that from my mother and i remember talking to her on that night before she passed. And um, she was going through like all these circumstances that happened to them and, and really connecting the dots and seeing how the tapestry of how God created this beautiful story for her and my father and raising this family. And, you know, when I look at the legacy they left of 39 grandchildren, eight, and we've just scratched the surface of the great-grandchildren, eight grandchildren, 20, you know, 10 of us with our spouses um, and all of us really having a relationship with God and a relationship with each other. There's not a member of my family that is somebody I can't talk to or, or can't stay with me or can't love on me and I can't love on them. And it's, I really think it's because of the wisdom she gave me. And so I'm so excited about helping you thrive in this space of creating stronger families, creating um, a stronger faith, because honestly, relationships and your wisdom here and your faith, that is the only thing we take with us in the next life. And, I, you know, when I was talking to my mom, when the night before she passed, she wasn't talking about her houses and um, her things. She was talking about the relationships and the memories. And all of us can improve in that and show up in a uh, way that, Is and more loving and more aligned with who we want to be in the world, and you know she, from her humble circumstances that I shared with you, she would say like people would come up to her with the ten children like oh my gosh how are you doing this, and she'd be like what are you talking about this is the best thing in the in my life she goes you know when I was a child I felt lonely all the time and she goes I think part of it I was missing all of you, and that's how she treated us she treated us as her greatest gift. And she cultured that and took care of us in that way so that we're still thriving today because of her love and her wisdom and her um, ability to instill faith and our relationship with our savior, Jesus Christ. And so I'm so thankful to share her wisdom with you and the glimpse of Joyce Hazel Sainsbury Um, and and that was her maiden name, and then Joyce Hazel Birch. Uh, the love that she gave me, and I'm excited to share with you greater tools to help your family thrive and to help your faith thrive. And that I think is where you enjoy life the most when those relationships are aligned with how you think they should be, and how who you want to be in the world. So, if you want to work with me further, please join me at LiftItTogether.com or JennyHunterCoaching.com. You could find ways to work with me um, either way. That on those websites and um, it's never too late to create stronger relationships and stronger faith. Wherever you are at, um, I have the tools to help you. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that you and your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have helped hundreds of families learn how to create stronger relationships. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for you. Please come check out liftedtogether.com. You will coach with me in a one-on-one, safe, private space. You will also find hours of content that will teach you the practical tools on how to make your faith and family stronger. So when you are ready to thrive in your faith and as a family, please come check out LiftItTogether.com.